when you're eager for medical testing, published on April 30th, 2023. I don't think I've ever been so excited to undergo medical testing as I have this last year. I felt like I was literally begging for any medical test to be ran, and I wouldn't even say I felt that way during the six and a half months I spent seeing seven specialists to ultimately diagnose my abdominal migraine. Sure, I was willing to do any test, but I didn't realize at the time that I needed tests to be done. I didn't have any idea of what needed to be done to determine why I was having debilitating pain that kept me bedbound for the day except for my time spent at work. But this year has been different. In fact, everything has been different ever since my gallbladder removal in August of 2021. And I believe this present issue stems from that surgery as well. My gallbladder removal exacerbated my undiagnosed abdominal migraine, and I believe it also kickstarted something else. What exactly is yet to be determined? And let me back up and I'll give a brief timeline for understanding. In August 2021, my gallbladder was removed, I had chronic debilitating pain uh, that started following surgery. I was started on Lyrica in December of that year. After surgery, I began to lose about 10 pounds a month until February of 2022 because I have no appetite and Mike forces me to eat one meal a day. In March of 2022, I started to gain a small amount back and then I hold steady as my appetite improved a bit. By April 2022, I was diagnosed with abdominal migraine and metriptyline medication was added to the Lyrica. Sometime between April and July, I started noticing that not only do I feel full easily and quickly, but I also feel like I need to vomit. By July 2022, I start vomiting whenever I feel too full. It literally feels like I have food all the way from my stomach to the back of my throat. And if I don't vomit, I continually regurgitate it and swallow it on repeat until I lean over, open my mouth, and squeeze my stomach. This is not vomiting caused by nausea. This will begin to progress to increase in frequency and ease to the present day. My weight continues to incrementally increase again until by January 2023, and I've gained back almost all the weight I lost following my gallbladder surgery. This entire time, I'm keeping my GI specialist informed. I started asking for an EEG, even though I wasn't due for another one until 2023. He tests for C. diff. He's monitoring my labs, but everything keeps coming back fairly decently. In spite of vomiting up to three times a day, I'm maintaining weight. Some days, I don't vomit at all. Most of the time when I do vomit, it's not immediately after ingesting food or drink, and I don't always eat healthy foods, so my body is still able to get enough calories and nutrients to sustain itself. We try adjusting my PPI dosages and trying different PPI medications. I undergo a food test study where I eat a meal with radioactive substance that is recorded in a body machine to determine the rate my stomach empties into my small intestine to determine if I have gastroparesis. It shows my stomach empties uh, food faster than someone with gastroparesis. And then December 2022, I finally undergo an EGD but it's pretty normal. Some mild gastritis, but no unusual acid found, no bile seen at all. Esophagus looks good, my usual polyps are found, no sign of a hiatal hernia even. I asked to complete a SIBO test, just in case. It comes back as suspected SIBO, but I question the accuracy because I think I may have skewed the results by doing my baseline breast sample twice because I was uncertain. I had done it correctly at first. But either way, I completed a round of two antibiotics for SIBO, nothing changes. The only thing that reduces the vomiting, not eliminate it, 
but reduce it is not ingesting anything. However, I discovered during a partial blockage that when I don't ingest anything, my body will make me vomit bile. And that was one of the most, if not the most, awful tastes I've ever experienced. So I undergo an EGD with Bravo test to check the pH level of my stomach acid. For 10 days before the attachment of the Bravo test capsule to my esophagus, I had to stop my PPI. This resulted in vomiting bile that tasted of pure lemon juice. At least it was better than regular bile taste. My throat becomes inflamed and irritated, though, from the vomiting of bile without the protection of my PPI. The Bravo test comes back with significant acid reflux and esophagitis. I'm still not sure why I needed to complete this test because I've been diagnosed with GERD since my colon removal in 1995. However, my GI specialist assured me that it would be helpful in identifying what, what may be going on and what steps to take. Oddly enough though, the surgeon I went to in 2021 for a second opinion about my hiatal hernia following my gallbladder surgery recommended an NEGD with Bravo test. The reason he did, I've since forgotten because my hiatal hernia was so small at the time, he wasn't even positive I had a hernia. And I wasn't having the urge to vomit or uncontrolled acid reflux. But fast forward, and I'm going to have that test done anyway. Fine by me, just as long as it was, as long as we're doing something to identify the cause for my vomiting and can attempt to resolve it. The next step to complete is an upper GI series with small bowel, small bowel follow through. Essentially, I drink barium contrast and images are taken as my body digests it to help evaluate for small bowel obstruction. In my experience, this hasn't been very helpful except to say, yes, I do have adhesions or in the case of when my small intestine wrapped around itself. But this type of test was unable to determine there was a stricture on my small intestine from adhesions resulting in my near death ex from ex excessive vomiting and, and diarrhea. That was only discovered through exploratory surger surgery. However, I am willing to undergo this test. It is just one step closer to something else being done and a check mark for insurance requirements for further testing. My GI wants to do this test though to, due to my history of a stricture around my small intestine caused by adhesions. He thinks that small bowel obstruction could be contributing to my vomiting. And it very well could be. That is what caused my vomiting in high school after my ostomy reversal. The following week, I will undergo an esophageal manometry. I had a PTS-related panic attack once I looked up this test. A tube must be inserted through the nose, into the stomach, and then the patient swallows while the tube measures the motility of the esophagus to test for different conditions. I absolutely want to do this test, but I am terrified of being awake while the tube is placed. I think this test is necessary as I thought all along that there's something wrong with my esophagus. Fortunately, my GI agrees to place the tube under sedation and to allow my dad to be with me during the test to help calm my trauma responses. This is scheduled for May 11th. And just like the EGD in December, 2022, I am 100% ready to do this test. I am excited, eager, and patient to do this test. In fact, let's do any and every test that may be possibly, uh, possibly answer why I'm vomiting so it can then be treated. In all reality, I anticipate I'm likely facing surgery to resolve my vomiting at some point in the future. The esophageal manometry can, be, can help to diagnose or rule out a few conditions, majority of which can be treated with surgery. I accepted a long time ago that I would likely have future surgeries, and at this point, if surgery is what will help resolve the vomiting, I am eager to undergo surgery too, and the sooner the better. I just want to identify the source and work on a treatment plan to resolve it.